The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Wednesday night, you are on Wrestling Inc. You know what that means. That means it's time for Justin, Jimmy, and Issa to talk wrestling news on the Wednesday night plus AEW Dynamite. Hello to all you fine people out there, wherever in the world you might be. We're over here doing what we do. Three countries coming together. Jimmy Cordero's former pro wrestling referee of 20 plus years up in Toronto. I'm Justin Labar in the middle here in Pittsburgh and down in beautiful Puerto Rico is the demon diva isa isa how are you tonight i'm doing good ready to talk some aw dynamite with you guys oh and there are things to talk about uh mm-hmm. jimmy you're you're north of the border wwe's coming uh, in your neck of the woods here in the next few days yeah and i've been in contact with a few old not old but longtime friends <laughs> or, uh, and uh looks like i'll be uh getting together with some of them Oh, uh, will you, nice. uh, will you nice. document anything? Uh, some, I, I, I'll document what I can. And okay. then, uh, some stuff might surprise some people, but we'll see. Kayfabe, brother. 
TV brother. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Um, thanks everybody who's tuning in, of course, live, uh, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're watching on Twitch, whether you're watching on Periscope, on Facebook, we love it. Uh, see a very active chat room. Of course, if you want to get yourself and be the fourth man uh, or woman for a few moments on this podcast, make sure you hit that super chat and tell us what you are thinking. Uh, and in those of you that are not watching live, if you're checking it out after the fact, uh, video or audio only, whatever the case may be, we appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform uh, again all, all the all the video ones all the audio ones just subscribe to the wrestling inc channel to make sure that you never miss an episode as our podcast almost every single night of the week here as there's almost wrestling every single night of the week uh but who are we complaining at triple h is putting on big shows for for wwe tony khan's got the things uh certainly things to talk about in aew uh so just i mean it, it is a good time isa to be doing this and to be a wrestling fan it feels like it feels like we we've toughed it out for some tough years some tough weeks some tough months <laughs> now we're finally you know and now we're finally getting to have more fun doing these watch-alongs doing these podcasts uh 1000 agree i was just talking about that on my watch along where it comes to maybe competition is making everybody step up their game i love all wrestling i want all wrestling to be great so i'm here for all of these shows being watchable and enjoyable Absolutely. I mean, Jimmy, it's uh, I mean, you, you've yeah. you've you've seen so much of it. And again, I, I think you kind of maybe feel the same sentiment because we we talk on Monday nights after all. It's just mm-hmm. there's a different feeling right now. Uh, not 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 just with WWE, but AEW as well. There's just a lot of energy. Exactly. And 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 we should all sit back and enjoy it instead of trying to choose sides. I, you know, I, I don't understand this this divisiveness and something we all love. We all love pro wrestling slash sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter as long as you are entertained. And I. And I am entertained right now. And I like Isa. Uh, Isa said, I want to see all companies do well and thrive because that makes the business better overall. Absolutely. That's uh, ultimately what we want. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for fans listening, we are uh, all three of us are fans. But, uh, you know, when, when, when we say on these podcasts, we want all wrestling to succeed. It even trickles down to us because mm-hmm. if 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 the wrestling is not doing good and people aren't watching, then that's less people. If, if less people are watching the actual wrestling shows programming, then that's less people that are probably going to end up trickling over and wanting to watch and listen to podcasts like this. Which you know that mm-hmm. affects our numbers, that affects our business. So it really is everybody should be rooting for everybody here because it keeps all of us yeah. uh, rocking and rolling. Yeah. All right, let's uh, before we get into dynamite, which we will here in a minute as people continue to file in on the live version. Uh, let's. Uh, Let's do a news story, and it seems like it's just becoming. Mm-hmm. We could just put it in the script that you know what's our Vince news story of the day. Uh, of course, uh, former CEO Vince McMahon uh, under a lot of investigation going on right now. The Wall Street Journal once again has a new report out. Uh, this one not dealing with uh, payments for uh, uh, women, but this one dealing still with payments that were improperly documented. So the uh, so the report says uh, the internal board investigation. Um, has concluded that Vince McMahon made payments that totaled $5 million to the now defunct Donald J. Trump Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that uh, tax, return, tax returns show that $4 million was contributed uh, contributed to it in 2007 and $1 million was given in 2009. Now, the, ti- the years match up, 2007, of course, WrestleMania 23, where it was a battle of the billionaires, Trump uh, you know, with there with Bobby Lashley, uh, McMahon with Umaga, mm-hmm. and in 2009, Donald Trump when they were doing the uh, Raw Guest Hosts. I believe involved in that. I think even even somewhere in the story, he bought WWE for a minute there in the storyline. Uh, so it's not so much that you know unusual that compensation was made to Trump at those times, but what is uh, what the story is here is that basically uh, the payments uh, should have been logged. Uh, it's basically revealed that they they should have been logged as business ex- as expenses as McMahon 
was a primary shareholder and the payments were beneficial to the company. Um, five, you know, so that's that's I guess where it comes in is just more sloppy bookkeeping, so to speak, Isa, uh, as we're digging into Vince McMahon's closet. Yeah, I mean, like you said, this is becoming a weekly thing. Ever since he announced his retirement to me, it doesn't feel like a big deal. I figured the retirement came because more things were going to come out and, and here they are all are coming out. I'm pretty sure that the best thing that WWE can do at this point is just tie up this accounting department and make sure that this doesn't happen anymore and, and kind of save a little bit of what's left of this reputation. But we kind of we kind of expected this to happen and we'll see what else comes out. I will say now that he's not there, it just feels like, oh yeah, more came out. Let's move on. As opposed mm-hmm. to when he was, you know, kind of like out and have appearances, was just been defiant it doesn't feel that way anymore it just feels like yeah vince messed up and we all know it now <laughs> jimmy i can't help but every time these vince stories come out now and uh, like he said he's he's no longer there day to day uh i i don't even know i've heard speculation that you know he might not even be at the building i might you know at, at titan towers I, it just makes me wonder like vince mcmahon who's known to work 20 hours a day if he's not in the office if he's not on a private plane working then he's in, at an arena working where and what is he doing? I, I don't. He doesn't strike me as the type of sitting around watching Judge Judy. You know, like what what is he doing no. to fill his daytime hours? I, knowing Vince, he's probably in the gym eighteen of the twenty four hours a, a day, if not, and also probably having someone keeping him informed on what's going on. Especially, I'm sure he's watching and keeping an eye on the product. And and uh, you know what? Knowing Vince, he's probably critiquing <laughs> in his own way, but at the same time. I think he's doing the right thing by stepping away and trying to uh, minimize his his uh, mm. exposure, for lack of a better term. And as far as this Wall Street Journal story coming out, I guess a lot of it has to do with the fact that it is Donald Trump and his wife had that relationship uh, in his cabinet, in his, uh, yeah. uh, you know, so maybe, yeah, in his cabinet. So maybe, maybe the, they're trying to tie the two together. Who knows? I, I don't know what the deal is, but at the same time, I was there at WrestleMania when when Trump was there, and uh, I don't know if that appearance warranted a $4 million payday, but hey, it is Do- Donald J. Trump, and uh, he does create controversy as well. Well, but like you just said, uh, maybe maybe the WrestleMania appearance warrants it if uh, if, if you know that your your wife is, is eyeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then again, I guess that's pretty early on for that. I mean, that, that's, that's really yeah. they weren't. So I don't know. Yeah, it's... Big, 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 big mania payday for for a guy who didn't need four more four million dollars more added to his bank account. But maybe, maybe, maybe it was added on from those the two at Trump Plaza because my first WrestleMania was at the four at Trump Plaza, and uh, you know, and I don't know what was paid if anything back then, or was it just a, a nice big uh, promotion for the Donald J. Trump um, Atlantic <laughs> Casino? Here's Vince, seventeen years later. I got a much better financial situation now. I owe you, Donald. Thanks for. Yeah. There you thanks go. Taking, thanks there for taking care of us. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I, I don't. I don't suspect that Vince is going to be doing any interviews anytime soon. To uh, <laughs> to tell. Well, us it is Vince, so you never know. This is true. This is true. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and jump into Dynamite before we do. Let's hit a super chat that came in here. Uh, this kind of crossing the lines of both WWE and AEW. Dylan Matthews says, "Shut your eyes." Damian Priest and Wardlow sound alike. I. Wow. I, I mean, I, I managed Wardlow in a match against when he was Punishment Martinez. I heard both of them cut promos. I, I think they, 
I mean, they both have a, I mean, Issa, you're, you're an expert to both of these here. They both have a deep, you know, manly, gravelly voice. Like, you know, I'm going to kick your ass voice, but I, I think there's clear distinction. No, here. I don't, I don't see it. Um, if you go back and watch uh, Priest promo on Monday, a little bit of the New York accent came out. Mm. Also, as much as I love Warlow, he can't do it in Spanish. Priest can. So he's got a little bit of a benefit there going for himself. <laughs> there you go. J J Jimmy, are you are you getting uh, Priest and Wardlow mixed up? Nah, not at this time, but uh, you know what? Now it's going to make me want to go back and do the close your eyes and listen. Yeah. But you know what? Both are big meaty men. So. <laughs> okay. there it There's is. the similarity uh, right there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great out. 11, <laughs> 11 minutes in, we got that one done. Yeah. All right. Um. So we kick it off with CM Punk cutting a promo. <clears throat> now, CM Punk is involved <laughs> throughout the show here, so I'm just going to do it all at once because mm -hmm. that's what everybody wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. So we start out with CM Punk coming to the ring. Fans happy to see him. <clears throat> he first challenges Hangman Adam Page. No Page. And then Punk proceeds to cut, you know, a uh, promo on Page and says, that's not cowboy shit, that's coward shit. Then he moves over to uh, John Moxley, and uh, he reminds everybody that it's not Moxley. That, that he, CM Punk, is the real champion. He says Moxley's always third best. He says, hell, he's even the third best guy in his own group. He said, look at his friends. He's uh, His friend is the third best Eddie I've ever fought. Uh, his friend is the second best Kingston I've ever shared a locker room with. And oh yeah, by the way, in Chicago, this won't even be the best John that I've beaten for a world title uh, in Chicago. Uh, of course, referencing uh, Eddie Guerrero, Eddie, Eddie Edwards, uh, of course, Kofi Kingston, John Cena, just for those of you uh, wanting the, the blanks to be filled in. Uh, then here comes Moxley. We hear Wild Thing, and Moxley, as commentary is noting, guys, he is not full steam, Matt. He is taking his time as best as John Moxley can, walking through the crowd. Uh, you can just feel the tension building right after these, these comments and makes a little joke at Punk dropping some pipe bombs. Moxley says, uh, Punk, you call yourself the best in the world. You're not even the best in catering, Mazinga. Uh, Moxley says, you think you're all powerful in this microphone. It's just a microphone. Um, and Moxley talks about how he's the heart and soul of AEW. Let's all be real. The only reason Punk came to AEW is because he ran out of money. Uh, Punk then says, you can be the heart, heart and soul. I'll be the dollars and cents. Uh, then Moxley says that Punk has ran out of a fighting spirit. And then they get nose to nose. Uh, pushing, shoving, and then fists come a-flying, and then quickly a barrage of security to break these uh, men up. And they continue to kind of go back and forth, back and forth to each other. Before we get to comments, then they get them separated. We have some of the show, but then later, <laughs> Moxie's going to come back out uh, unannounced, uh, pushing Tony Nese aside, who appeared to have a match but didn't have one. Moxie comes out, he wants more Punk. He says, let's do this right now. Here comes Punk again, <laughs> trailed by security. Once again, a big brouhaha. Uh, and let, all right, so we'll stop there, Jimmy. Let's go just right here, just just to mm -hmm. the promo and to the tension and 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 fighting. Uh, what? How did you take the CM Punk John Moxie interaction? No, I enjoyed it very much. You know, usually AEW starts off with a match. They start off hot and in the ring with action. They started off this week almost like the other guys do. But listen, when you talk about talking someone into the building to want to see a match. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what they did in that opening segment is him and Moxley. They got together. They had that brawl with the pull apart, which was cool. I, I did. I was, I was interested. I was enthralled. I loved, I loved the repartee back and forth and the, the shots being thrown in the jabs and all that sort of stuff. And it was a nice surprise them coming out later and doing it again 
which was kind of cool and a little bit different. And again, was a pull apart, but I'm going to get to more about the pull, pull apart later. Uh, for me, it made me want to see this match, but as we found out later, it's not happening where I thought it was going to happen. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. Issa, yeah. which, uh, which promo punch landed the hardest, do you think? I, I enjoy Moxley here. I, I respected that they started the show differently. Like Jimmy and you said, they always start with a match. So this felt a little bit different to me. It felt like it's already made it feel like a big deal that they opened with this. I... I don't like that CM Punk is making the WWE references, but I get it. They get a pop, but it's just like, bro, you you left WWE in 2014. We're going on to 10 years of that. Like, you can't use that to your history here in AEW. And I feel like a little bit more respect. I, I, I felt he was disrespectful towards Moxley. He carried this while you were over there healing your poor little foot, right? So I thought, I personally thought it took too long for Moxley to come out and take all of that, all of the jabs that CM Punk was throwing at him. Also felt a little bit delirious that he was calling out Hangman. Why are you calling out Hangman? Because, you know, you can beat him, but you don't know if you can beat Moxley. So uh, the back and forward I thought was solid. I like seeing this version of Moxley because we just always see him come out, wrestle a match, bleed a bunch. We, we hadn't seen this passion out of him. And I really, really, really enjoy when Moxley said that every time they call him the interim champion it drives him crazy because I comment that to you guys last week where it was like they have always made Moxley feel like a fake champion like a like a placeholder until Punk comes back and I love the fact that Moxley is so passionate to prove that he is more than that I've, I felt the back and forth was great and it did get me excited I will say one thing you're not the money of the company if you're not going to have the match at the pay-per-view so why are you calling yourself the money when you're just going to give it away for free Okay, so yeah, then later on, just as we are, just before we get to the main event match, uh, commentary makes the announcement that Tony Khan has said, uh, you know, basically through the through communication that these guys just wanted each other. We can't contain this. We can't hold this uh, until all out. It's going to happen next week. The next week in Cleveland on Dynamite, it is going to be champion versus champion, CM Punk versus John Moxley. Now. That match, uh, you know, just just by the name value that each of them have, and then yeah, what they did tonight, uh, you know, talking us into the building as we alluded to here a second ago, <clears throat> that is a huge match. I mean, Chicago's already I think sold out for the live gate, so you already got your tickets sold. But in terms of people spending, you know, what fifty five bucks a pop or whatever it is to watch on pay per view or on streaming, you know, that's a money match. I think Tony Khan knows better. You don't take away a money match from a big pay per view like that unless you have a bigger money match to replace it with and i think the and i don't there's no one individual that either one of them can realistically face that's that's in AEW or going to be in AEW that i think is bigger than that because the story is there you have a champion your interim champion so they have to face off but the only way i can see it being bigger is if is if somebody's at it now obviously hangman was 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 you know was called out by punk and didn't answer so that would add something to the mix but i also have to say what if we get to Cleveland next week and whether they try to start hot because the, the first segment tends to be the, the hottest thing, so whether they have that match first and it's we barely get a match between Moxley and Punk or they hold it to the end, but what if MJF finally reappears and basically t destroys everything, holds everything hostage, and we somehow infuse MJF into the main event? Obviously, MJF, there's so much controversy and secrecy surrounding him. You know, That's one way I think they could help elevate and make the match maybe even bigger, add even more interest to buying. But, I mean, Jimmy, whoa. I mean, what, I mean, do you agree? Do you disagree? What, why did they do this? That, I, you know what? That, that is a great analogy, and I think that that would be huge. But th that is something that should be sick. Even if 
MJF is the uh, end game here. Uh, something like that should be saved for the pay-per-view. I mean, this is, this is a situation where I know people say they want a definitive finish at the pay-per-view between uh, CM Punk and John Moxley. So, you know, they could do some kind of schmoz at the end of next week's show and then still have that match at the pay-per-view. No, I like it better that at the pay-per-view is the first time these two confront each other in a unification match and have Mox come out there somewhere near the end after these guys have beat the living, you know what, out of each other. And just like you said, hold the match hostage, hold the titles hostage and, and just ruin everything and then build towards a three-way match, maybe down the road or whatever the case may be. I, I just, I get it. You want to put something big on TV, but at the same time, this is something that's bigger than TV. Sometimes you got to save stuff for pay-per-views. Isa, nice scarf. Thank you. I thought I thought I just like wear my conspiracy about what's going to happen here. At this point, you have the arena sold out, so you have to worry about this buy. So I personally will have NJF interfere, not have a clean finish, not have a finish at all, and make it a triple threat match at all out. Uh, I think the, the the quietness around MJF has been going on for too long, and and it's. It's, I, I get it. I don't mind out of sight. And you don't want to let that go on for too long. I do think his presence is missed while the shows have been enjoyable. I think that's the one way that you can make this bigger and get those pay-per-view buys. You're not trying to sell tickets. You're trying to sell pay-per-view buys. And there's one guy that's going to make that happen. And I personally think it's MJF. I hope it's MJF because where do you go if you don't bring MJF back right now? I don't know. Right. I mean, and, and there's so much that there's so much that could be done with that, you know, um, again, you let Punk and Omega have how, how or Punk and Omega. You let Punk and Moxley have, have mm-hmm. however much of a match you want, whether it's a couple minutes, whether you let them. I don't know. I'm not. There's there's a lot. That's a whole other debate. We could probably do this whole podcast mm-hmm. on. But have them do whatever you're going to let them do, and then MJF appears, however he does, out of a crowd, out of whatever. What if he takes both title belts, both interim and world title, and says, "I'm taking," and just just flat out steals them it won't matter because moxley made it sound like the belt didn't mean anything tonight he threw that belt on the ground like it was nothing i i actually kind of liked it because it is an interim Mm. belt it shouldn't mean anything but Mm -hmm. njf can probably steal moxley's and moxley's won't care (laughs) yeah i mean i mean there's a lot of things or you know again they could be it could be best of both worlds here they could be moxley and punk try to start the show hangman's the one that interferes and then they reset the match for later in the night. And that's going to be the main event. And then MJF, I mean, I don't know. I mean, then then that's where you're going into, as I always say, trying too to many, speak, too many potatoes, <laughs> too, many potatoes. <laughs> yeah. too many potatoes there. Uh, I, I got the big meaty man and Jimmy got the potatoes. In. This show is already ahead. <laughs> there we go. Uh, thank you to uh, Jakey Bakey. Uh, didn't get to put a comment in there, but thanks for the. Super chat, Jake. If you if you if there's something you wanted to say, try to say it, and we'll try to find it. Um, here is Aaron. He says uh, he asks rather. Uh, super chat. Moxley is from Cleveland, right? Uh, Cincinnati. 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 Yeah. yeah. Cincinnati. But, it is uh, Ohio. Okay, we'll get we'll give him a break on that. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's all Ohio, right? <laughs> yeah. It's all Ohio. Um, I mean, so I mean, this is. I mean, I'll say this. I'll say this for nothing else. It's got a lot of buzz to Cleveland's dynamite next week. Mm-hmm. What they do, but I mean, again, I have to think. You know. Tony Khan would have not stripped this pay-per-view made of man unless he has something bigger. I, 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 God, I hope so. Yeah. You would hope at least. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Um, I agree. I did think that the second 
that not being necessary. I I liked it. I enjoyed it, but I didn't think like Punk looked like he couldn't come down to the ring any slower. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like what well, was the that? Pull, the pull, but... <laughs> yeah, the pull aparts were like, like. In, in, in the first one, in the opening segment, and like Moxley keeps going back. I was like, "All right, now we're right. now we're like, let's just get to commercial. Now we're dragging right. it out a little bit too right, much." Right, right, right. But in hindsight, knowing what we then would find out an hour and forty-five minutes later, mm -hmm. they're doing everything they can to make sure this is as juiced up and as heat as possible because they're going to try to make you believe <clears throat> that you're going to get it next week. So right, right, right. And, and Mox did allude to that when he came out for that second part and said, "I don't want to wait anymore. Let's do this right here, right now." So you do have the story going that Moxley is ready to go. So we can't, like you said, we can't contain it. We can't, we can't wait until all out. Let's just make it happen now. Another super chat here coming to you from <clears throat> Keith Robinson, five dollars. Thanks, Keith. Yeah, he said a good amount of tickets for all out on Ticketmaster. And I think it will definitely be a sellout now, but shocked there were more tickets out there. Oh, um, okay. I thought it was a legit sellout. I, I didn't know that. Well, no, a lot of times when the this the ticket, you know, the scalpers like come out and like buy the bots, buy all mm. of these tickets mm. and they go and resell them on the market. If I am one of them, I'm going to be very smart about it. Pull them out until they announce what the actual world title match is going to be. And then you'll probably be able to triple your money on that. Yeah, right. There you go. Look at you. So look. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All you ticketing scalpers out there. There you go. It's hot fire tonight. Looking I used to I used to do that with my well, you know, Justin, my my Yankee season tickets. I obviously couldn't make every home game, so I would I would try to be smart about which ones I would try to resell and how much money I will make out of it. But reselling my Yankees tickets, I will make what I pay for my season tickets. So you just gotta be smart about it. You didn't even you didn't even mark them up for me. You, 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 you just you gave them to me. You were, you were I gave you one of my upgrades, sir. I, yeah, wow, that's no. how much I appreciate you. <laughs> I, I, it was great. My, my 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 dad and I loved it. It was great. <laughs> All right. Um. So that is your CM Punk and uh, John Moxley situation. And boy, oh boy, it is going to be a lot of debating on Twitter for the next seven days. Of mm -hmm. was this a good or bad decision? Uh. By by AEW. Um. To do this. So we'll see. Uh. Backstage, we get Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, Tony Schiavone asking, how could Hobbs do that to his friend Ricky Starks? He goes, my friend. I don't need a friend who's okay with losing. So powerhouse Hobbs, uh, not okay with lose with loser friends. Just not, just yeah. not his thing. No, it was cool. So, so, it was a nice so he... Go ahead, Jimmy. I'm sorry. No, no. I said it was a nice little promo, and it's nice to hear him uh, spit some fire like that. And I, I thought it helped his cause, basically. Yeah. yeah, but he's okay with with he's not okay with Starks being okay with losing now. But all the times that they lost together, he was okay with it. it makes no <laughs> sense to me. Okay. <laughs> he should have broke up with him like months ago. Then, if that's the case. No, it finally caught up with him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man. It was good hearing hearing from Hobbs. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's one of the guys that's got a lot of attention with him. I just, he just he's just, he's been, yeah, he's been disguised and kind of, um, just kind of buried in some ways in the team test thing. I mean, again, the mm -hmm. good thing that's done with. So I, I like, I like Hobbs. And again, in a, in a company full of stables and trios, I like that Hobbs right now seems to be a man on his own. Uh, I think that, gotcha. that stands out when you are mm -hmm. such. Yeah, I agree. I think both Hobbs and Starks are stars, but as a tag team, they kind of bury them with so many shots that they lost. So now I'm mm -hmm. very invested into what they do as singles. I agree. Mm -hmm. All right. We got the two out of three falls match here. Uh, um, Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia. Two out of three falls. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's the special timekeeper for this. We got uh, Chris Jericho on commentary. Uh, Daniel Garcia, he's going to hit a pile driver and then transition that into a dragon sleeper. He's going to get the first fall. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Brian Danielson's then caught in some submissions, but he manages to reverse the submissions just long enough to get a three count on Garcia. So now we're tied at one and one. Both are bloody. Uh, I mean, Brian Danielson at one point barely makes uh, makes it in the ring and beats the uh, count out. But finally, Danielson is going to get the win with the LaBelle lock. So nice uh, tribute to the recently departed mm-hmm. Gene LaBelle. And uh, Garcia does not does not tap out. They pull the old, you know, he, you know, he didn't tap out. Uh, he passes out. Mm-hmm. So uh, Brian Danielson gets the victory, but then after that, finally, once Garcia comes to uh, Danielson, so impressed, showing so much respect. Um, looks like we're getting ready to have a handshake that both men are wanting to do. And Jericho has left the commentary desk, attacks uh, Brian Danielson from behind, but then Garcia stops that, uh, and then Garcia kind of swats Jericho away. With Jericho pointing his finger, mm-hmm. putting it in his face, and then we will see Jericho later cut a promo backstage saying he's going to give Garcia a pass. Maybe he just got dropped on his head too many times, but next week, Daniel Garcia has to make a choice. Who's, whose side is he on? And Ricky Steamboat, for what it's worth, says uh, you know, Brian Danielson will be a much better mentor. Uh, Issa, uh, how did you I, – I, I think this was, uh, to, steal the, to steal the phrase from Jimmy, uh, going over – you know, you know, going over without having to win here. What is it? What is it, Jimmy? Getting over without going over. There, we go. getting over without going over. There we go. I, th- I think that's what we got with Dana Garcia, huh? My God, this was one of the best matches I've seen on Dynamite. I will go out of my way to say this is one of the best matches on Dynamite. And I know it's only been on for three years compared to other shows that we've been watching, like right? But best way to describe it is I needed a cold shower. I need a cigarette <laughs> after this. It has something for everyone. Like, it was technical. It was violent. It was like two guys just trying to outdo the other. And like you said, I have never been Team Daniel Garcia. He up until this point just wasn't doing much for me when I watched him on TV that changed for me tonight I thought he looked absolutely incredible against Brian here and Brian I, I'm convinced that he's Illuminati confirmed because I don't know how he keeps mm-hmm. looking better and better like this man is getting older and I don't understand how he's able to do this thing especially after the years that we that we couldn't have him wrestle right like it was absolutely incredible I wasn't a fan of the Jericho attack at the end maybe I was being Maybe I was being a little fangirl there at the moment. I wanted the handshake. I thought that moment, that Mm. match deserved the handshake. And Jericho came out there and did the attack. But listen, props to both of these men. It was absolutely incredible. If you put it based on numbers, Garcia has beaten Brian twice because he did score the first first fall here. So you have to Mm. give him credit here because Brian is not losing to just anybody on AEW television. A lot of fun. I loved watching this match. I will go out of my way and watch it again, honestly. Mm Jimmy, I'm not always the biggest fan of, you know, best two out of three falls because I just I just feel it is a little bit too obvious most times. You're very rarely does somebody like from the booker standpoint utilize and like have somebody win two falls and just let it be that. But I think in this case, kind of what Issa just said, because this match, this two out of three is supposed to be the rubber match anyway. Like I, I like I feel like, you know, th- that that did help the story that again, that Garcia gets some victories in, within the match. Uh, as a referee, two out of three falls match. You like him? Do you like the psychology? What about him? No, I don't have a problem with the two out of three falls match. And in this case, it's two guys who really made it work because it, it, and the style of match that they put on was really, really in, in, intense. And you can feel the intensity. It felt it's right. I felt it through the screen. It was awesome. It had me interested. It had me invested. And that is the goal. And they did it without doing all the, you know, it was different from, the usual presentation that I uh, kind of comment about on, on AEW, they had a hell of a wrestling match. That's for sure. 
And I could in it, you know, there was a point of me where, where I said, listen, we have two ref, uh, the ref call for the bell twice without the person submitting, you know, twice in the same match. I don't know if I like that, but in this case, at, with the aftermath, you know, if you wait and you see that it looks like Daniel Garcia is heading down a different path, it makes sense now because that's usually the babyface thing. The babyface will never tap out. The babyface is going to pass out before he taps out. And that's what happened really kind of in the first fall. Then it happened in the last fall. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't know if I like this. And then when he stopped Jericho from the attack, now, now this is making sense to me. No, it's a great call. It's a great call. That was definitely a let it play out thing. Had you like tweeted or something after that first fall, Mm -hmm. uh, then, then it, you know that that tweet wouldn't have aged well because you're right. It would have kind of made sense once we saw how the whole story uh, started to develop here. Uh, it was a great wrestling match, and and, and post the uh, handshake attempt, as Jericho is uh, is berating um, Garcia, the fans all uh, together chanting, "You're a wrestler!" Uh, to Daniel Garcia, noting that he's a wrestler, not a sports entertainer, mm -hmm. as the JAS mm -hmm. likes to uh, likes to tout them. Uh, looking at some super chats, Sheed Black, dollar ninety nine says a lot of backstabbing going on three straight weeks. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, just that it happens a little too often, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so we cool. have new stables coming together, so you do mm -hmm. have to break some stables apart. So I'm mm -hmm. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, take your time doing it though. It's a yeah, male soap cool. opera. Nobody ever gets uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's ever truthful and loyal for too long. Gotcha. Uh, she Black also going. Chris Benoit and Booker T did best. Um, oh yeah. Best of seven, ten out of ten. Yeah, I mean, you you need a, you need two special workers that can pull that, that if you can pull off seven in a row TV matches. Mm. So did Sheamus and Cesaro, remember? Sheamus blew a yes. three and oh, lead. Yeah. Yeah, there you <laughs> and, go. That's and that's right. what that's what transitioned into the bar, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. One of my still one of my favorite tag teams in recent memory. I, I agree. That that it's not gonna be remembered in history. Like they're like the, the bar is never gonna get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Right. Sheamus and, and Drew or Sheamus and um Cesaro will independently, but I, yeah, I, I I think it's gonna always be in one of the underrated ones. It did did some great mm -hmm. stuff. Agreed. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, so we talked about the Tonys uh, getting shoved aside for Monster <laughs> Punk. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about uh, Jer Jericho backstage. Uh, I did. Uh -huh. I do want to mention after Jericho backstage, after he gives kind of gives Garcia the warning next week, Garcia needs to choose his alliance. Uh, and Steamboat comes in and 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 mm -hmm. puts down Jericho. Uh, Steamboat also does drop Angelo Parker with mm -hmm. a little little dragon quickness there. So there you go. And, and I gotta just say that uh, Ricky Steamboat was not only one of my favorite wrestlers when I was, you know, especially down when he was in Mid Atlantic and stuff like that, but he's one of my favorite people. That I've got to know in this business. He's a class act. He um yeah. We had him here with IWC wrestling. I remember what year it was a couple years ago. And uh, he did a, a, tra a training seminar uh in addition to the, mm -hmm. the appearance or whatever he did with us in the ring. And uh just I mean we've had a lot of good training seminars. I mean, to to to, to name drop why you should come to Pittsburgh and train at the iron mm -hmm. at, at, the, at the wrestling academy here. You know, we've had AJ Styles, we've had a lot of guys do some really cool training seminars, but Ricky was he he was so even more hands-on than I'd ever seen. And he was so mm. patient. I mean, and, and, the, and the seminar ranged from, you know, guys that had, that had probably had, you know, a few hundred matches that wanted to sit under the learning tree to guys who were, I don't even know if they were done their training necessarily. So, I mean, he was so patient no matter, uh, you know, who it was and, and what they're, where they were coming from. I, so class act, uh, Ricky Steamboat. Kind of curious. I don't know. I wonder what Steamboat's contractual situation mm. is if, uh, at all, if he has anything with WWE, I, I guess not to appear on AEW TV and to even do that backstage mm -hmm. spot. Right. 
Don't know. I'm sure money or sure, sure time will and time mm-hmm. and reports will come out with that one. Mm-hmm. All right, this was a surprise. We get the one of the advertising matches for tonight was the Varsity Blondes going up against the Gun Club, and the Gun Club wins this one in about thirty seconds. And I'm not exaggerating. If you miss the show, you can watch it. Like I'm talking like thirty seconds. Uh, I don't. Again, I don't know if the something was running a little long. I mean, there is post match shenanigans. I'm gonna get to in a second. I don't, but I don't know if something prior ran long. Obviously, Garcia and Brian went was a, a lengthy match. Obviously, Moxie and Jericho took up a lot of time, so I'm not sure if this was the plan to, to be to be this much of a squash, but that's what it ends up being. Billy Gunn gets on the mic, praises his boy, says he's done a lot in this business, but nothing makes him happier than working right alongside them. Nice mm-hmm. little moment there. Then as uh, they're hugging and embracing, Stokely, Stokely Hathaway comes out. Of course, we've seen um, uh, you know, we, we've seen him doing his recruiting, and as Billy Gunn is uh, distracted by him, his own flesh and blood attacks him from behind. They turn their back on daddy ass. And just as they are putting the boots to their father, here comes the acclaimed who seemed to run off, uh, who, who run off uh, the gun club. And uh, we get a scissor me daddy ass and uh, Billy Gunn, Issa, it, 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 Billy Gunn, the manager of the acclaimed. Will you buy it? Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, I, if, if I'm one of the ass boys, and my dad still looks like that at this age, I wouldn't attack him. Like at Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, I don't know when it's going to happen, but they're going to get it. <laughs> and I hope we get some continuation to it. But I am here for the acclaim turning into babyface. Like I, 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 they get the pop, they're over, people love them. Why not? I just don't know how I feel about about this because I don't. I, they already have a great ma- ma- mouthpiece on Max Caster. I don't know that they need a manager necessarily. I didn't like how they did the Varsity Blondes here. I have a feeling that might be our next tag team to break up. I know that one of them went on and sent out a tweet about being frustrated. Uh, I don't know that we needed to do the Varsity Blondes like that to get to this point, but I, we'll see. This one, I hate to say the words. I'm gonna let it play out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, I mean, it, it's odd a little bit to see Billy if he's going to be opposite side of the Suns, but I will also mm-hmm. say that Billy, dating back to his DX days, he's mm-hmm. always been hip. He's always been popular. I mean, look, he, he was famous tag team partner, came to the ring, not rapping, but talking on the mic. Uh, so maybe there's a certain cool vibe that this former New Age Outlaw fits with the acclaim. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you didn't know? I didn't know. <clears throat> you didn't know. Uh, look, uh, again, like kind of like he said, though, I, I, I don't want to sound like Mr. Agreeable. I'm kind of with two schools of thought here. I kind of felt the seeds were planted for this to happen. So I was kind of expecting it down the road. I didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. And I don't like how, like you said, the varsity blondes were, were I, I don't want to say they were done dirty in this, but the, they did them no favors whatsoever in this tonight. And um I'm I'm a big fan of letting things play out before I make a comment on it, but it looks like it's heading in an okay direction for everybody except the Varsity Blondes. I don't know what's going to happen there. <laughs> I'll say this: the Varsity Blondes and Tony Nese tonight, man. They got done yeah. dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dirty Blondes. I'll say this about uh, the Varsity Blondes. Um, I I all I've thought since the start of that, I, and I and I like I don't know much about Garrison, but I but I've. I, I know Brian a little bit, and obviously he's got the name. Uh, I thought like, don't burn the. You can only you can only do the varsity blondes thing once, right? I mean, getting to pay uh, tribute to your dad and 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 the and the, you know, like, don't burn like. Make sure that you have 
make sure you got make sure you're, you're established or you got some deal in place. Like you, you know, that's one I think you sit down with 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 Tony and, uh, as the booker and say, look, if we're gonna do this, like I want this to be like I want us to be you know, have a push to it. I don't 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 be just a discarded tag team that occasionally makes it on the dynamite. Like if you're gonna, you know, you only get one chance to do the varsity blondes or you get to pay tribute to your father, and even though he wasn't stone cold as a, as a blonde, Steve Austin. I mean, like you, you don't. Don't don't burn it on something where it's again you're again you're just a, th- a throwaway talent and maybe at the time when they started it the roster was not as bloated as it is now so maybe he was maybe that's why there's frustration as he said just alluded to you know maybe they were told hey we got bigger plans for you and and, and what have you and then got pushed aside when mm-hmm. uh, bigger names have come in uh, maybe that and that, maybe that's the thing because I I just think it's just been a huge waste of a re- what's a really cool pain homage to pain legacy it's just been just discarded uh, borderline mm-hmm. enhancement talent. No, I hear you. I hear you. I, I can't disagree with anything you said there. It's a it's it's a tough position to be in, and especially if things aren't going your way in today's uh, wrestling world. Uh, you know, you see some guys get the benefit of these uh, uh, new people coming in, and then others unfortunately have to pay the price when you have new people coming in. So uh, and that seems to be the situation here. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, Jungle Boy mm-hmm. coming out to cut a promo. He alludes to a shirt that he wore a few weeks ago on TV that he's not allowed to wear again. <clears throat> uh, it, it said that uh, a few weeks ago, if you missed this, that Christian Cage is a, and then a, I, I don't know if, I'm, I don't even know if we're allowed to say it. I'm not going to say it, but it, it, it basically just didn't, you know, Christian Cage is not, not all, he's not all macho. He's not, he's not so tough. He's a kitten. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that, you know. You know, wrestling has been bought now by static media. I don't know if I can. I don't know. I don't know where my. I'm not sure where my line is on that one. So right. I don't. I don't want to get. You know. Yeah. I don't. I don't, don't want to get ejected before. Uh, <laughs> before I get to find out what happens with Punk and Moxley. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, Jungle Boy says that the sentiment of what that shirt was saying that it hit the nail on the head, and then he challenges Christian Cage to fight him at all out. Christian Cage comes out and says, "No, he doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want that." This has been a big misunderstanding. He wants to <laughs> fix it. Piano, soft piano music begins to fade up in the back. He says, Jungle Boy, you're like a son. He even calls him Jack. Jack, you're like a son. And then he holds out for that for that hug. And as he goes for the hug, Jungle Boy, not being fooled, takes him down, and they proceed to brawl all over the place. Uh, J- Jimmy, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage here. Uh, wh- how did this? Uh, how did this sit with you? Did, were, were they pulling on your heart heartstrings? Were they tugging at at your Greek Greek emotions? Uh, unfortunately, no. Uh, look, uh, I I get what they were trying to go with this, but at the same time, Christian coming out and Jungle Boy after last week going as far as to trying to run him down with his car, all of a sudden saying, <laughs> you know, allows him in the ring and allows him to say his piece before he, you know, the, the, the attempted handshake and the leg dive and then they get into a brawl. And, oh, what a shock. A pull apart where people run out to break things up. Didn't we already see this twice already? I mean, you know, you talk about AEW sometimes going to the well once too often. I, I think you got to remember that you did the pull apart stuff with, with a, you know, with CM Punk. And John Moxley, you don't do it again in another situation. You know what? Have Christian run away, even though it is Jungle Boy. You know, Christian's the heel here. Play the heel. Mm-hmm. You don't need another pull apart. That's uh, those are the two things issues I had with that. Christian going in there and Jungle Boy allowing him to say his piece and kind of, you know, after being so aggressive last week, it was like, oh man, it just didn't work for me. 
Issa, to play off what Jimmy said, uh, do you agree? And, and if so, is a viable alternative have Christian stay at many arms length away on the ramp on the stage, given this heartfelt speech, but to Jimmy's and, and then act like he's going to go in for the hug, walk all the way down the ramp, go for the hug. But to Jimmy's point, the moment he steps foot in the ring, the jungle boys in jungle boy wants to be ready to take his head off. Yes. Yes. I didn't like that. He allowed Christian to get in and get so much in, uh, especially somebody that just tried to run. You just try to run him over. <laughs> like, how are you going to let him come out there and just speak his part? Like it didn't, I didn't think that made sense. I did like the attack, you know, like him, like letting him talk and pretending he was falling for it for a second. My nitpick of this segment comes to production. There was some horrible camera angles to where you could see Jungle Boy completely missing the stumps onto the steel steps. And it was just a matter of just switching the camera a little bit. So it would not look so horrible. Um, I, I know that's nitpick picking here but it was you could you, you could just see he was missing them by a mile and just make me wonder why is nobody saying switch camera angle so it will look a little more brutal because jungle boy doesn't have this attitude we don't see this side of jungle boy so when you do when you are going to go through with it you want it to look the best and the camera angles did not do this any favors no that's not a nitpick i mean it's, that's always fair critique i mean um you look it's, a, it's this is a television product and, and you're and you're and you're it's a it's a it is a performance art that is based around an illusion and, mm-hmm. and the, and the TV can't, you know, I, I, I look at that sometimes too, when they, and actually there was a time tonight uh, in the main event, in fact, when, uh, when they go, when guys, when the action goes to the corner and they use that corner camera, that's, that's, that's embedded on top of the ring post. Mm-hmm. It's a cool angle to see guys in motion when, you know, a hurricane Rana or something's going, you know, when you can see, you get the perspective of how high up they are and what they're doing. But when guys are in the corner and they're doing, the 10 punch thing and you got a camera right here. So now any trick of the trade of a working punch is just blown up on your 60 inch screen. Mm-hmm. I always question why go to that camera there. Don't do mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, so, but I don't think it's an epic. I think it's a very fair critique. It, 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 mm-hmm. It's funny because the opposite side is, and I understand where people are coming from that WWE, that they have too many crazy quick cuts, mm-hmm. which at times they do, but Still, they they still do it well at certain times where it's like they have the perfect cut at the perfect time that you know makes that that you know cuts rid of that impact and and it and it it enhances things. It does whether people no. want to admit that or not. But there are moments that it's distracting, yeah. admittedly. No, uh, but I don't think I don't think it's an impact. I think it's a very fair critique. It's a television yeah. show. Shoot it properly. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. You're absolutely right, Issa. Uh We get some women's action. It was almost nine thirty. That train's uh-huh. never late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that train's never late. <laughs> Kylan mm-hmm. King versus Tony Storm here. Uh, Storm's going to win, hitting the pendulum DDT. Thunder Rosa's been watching the match backstage throughout. Kind of gives a sarcastic little applause to the victory of her partner. It's a, it's a women's match. Issa, I'll, uh, I'll defer to you first. Uh, what do you think? It's a shame. It's a shame the way they treat the women's divisions. There's too many talented women in this roster for it to be treated this way. You put a match on TV on the same crappy TV spot with somebody that we have no clue who she is. So how are we supposed to be invested here? You're putting all of the pressure on Tony Storm because we don't know who her opponent is. She's been on Dark. Not everybody watches Dark. And you turn Thunder Rosa into mm-hmm. a backstage person watching a TV for the majority of her entire title run. And, and, and that's a shame. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are talking about how Triple H has his priorities and maybe NXT is last on that list. The women's division is always last on Tony Khan's list. And when, when need to do better with it i i i didn't like any of this and it shouldn't take tony storm the number one contender that long 
to put away somebody that we have no clue who she is. Jimmy? I, I don't know what to add to that. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that. To me, that was right on point. Uh, you know, we're of, of the same wavelength tonight, Isa. I just, uh, it, it didn't click for me either. And again, like you said, uh, I'm not one who watches their, their YouTube show because, you know, there's just so much wrestling on and I have to do, I have other things to do. I can't invest that much time. Unfortunately, I would like to see some of the talent on there, but I don't get to see it. So now I was in the dark on who this was. And uh, no pun intended. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was an unintended one. Not bad. That was good. That was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but um, yeah. So, you know, like I wasn't, I wasn't familiar with her and uh, with, um, you know, Kylin King. But yeah, uh, well, I knew she didn't, uh, she didn't really impress me tonight either. You know, I get she hung in there for a while. Right. With Tony Storm, but Tony Storm is going into a match against the women's champion. She had to look strong tonight, and I don't think she did. Yeah, I mean they're putting over Kylie King's size that she's six foot one and this and that. The I'll be honest, the only reason that she, her name was fresh on my mind and that I, I knew that she had been a that she's been on a some AEW programming mm-hmm. is because a separate news item this week is that um uh Fightful had reported that uh Brandy Rhodes uh had some kind of a match at the WWE Performance Center recently, I believe on August. 12th maybe mm-hmm. and and so in that we're doing the fun fact of brandy's last match that she had had publicly on tv was on one of the aw shows against kylan king so kylan king's name was just kind of fresh on my mind in the last day because that was brandy rose's last match over in aew so yeah again tony you know i mean i, I think tony storm versus thunder that's a cool thing you know you know the, the good partners but you know obviously both want to be champion, but yeah, I mean, why, I mean, if you're going to put her up against a name again, that's not real. Let it be a squash. Let her, let her, let her, let her show signature or, moves. Or do something to get us invested in King, because yeah. not everybody watches Dark. Not everybody's familiar with this name. You never had it on weekly television before. Um, mm-hmm. So how, why am I supposed to be invested, and why am I supposed to think that she could defeat Tony Storm? Um, right. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's my biggest critique. Will always even beyond the the, the referee, in which I lead to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- even beyond blood and almost in every match, it is. Remember, you 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 need to book to the most casual fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and and it's just that's that's that. Not everybody's gonna watch everything else. So. Mm-hmm. The kiss method. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeedy. All right, uh, main event time here. Uh, we have the first kicking off our trios tournament. Before we even get into the match, trios tournament, trios title. Uh, Issa, are you a fan of a of a trios championship uh, being added to the mix here? Uh, I think AEW has a lot of titles, but in this case, with all the factions that we have, and if he helps some of these factions that are not doing anything have something to fight for, yes, I am a fan. Okay, Jimmy, as a referee, do you like a, a trios tag team division? I, I don't mind the trios tag team division, but again, they always tend to break down into uh, something that the referee can't control. It's, uh, you know, sometimes the rules do not apply. <laughs> I'm one who always critiques the tag team rules in AEW to begin with. The trios uh, tournament here just uh, basically will add fuel to the fire when it comes to enforcing rules or lack of. Well, I think at one point in this main event match, uh, somebody asked, what is the referee doing? And Jim Ross goes, I don't know. Uh, nothing. Yeah, I th- if I'm not mistaken, I think he said nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, he really no. did. I actually laughed at that. I was like, did he just really call him out like that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, But here's the other thing, too. Going into this match, I knew what to expect. 
I knew this is what, what, I, what I was going to get. So I tried to be entertained by it. I just wanted to sit back, relax, and see some, some good action. And we got the nice surprise in this match. It wasn't with the a return. surprise. It was the worst kept secret. I know. I know. <laughs> I, was I was trying to be polite. but it, uh, To be fair, though, I mean, worst kept secret to all of us that are on the internet. The, the the reaction they were able to capture some reaction of people there in the in the building uh, and I'll get to him in a second that they they look like they were legit surprised or they, they were just they were just in euphoric state of happiness I, so I mean props to I, the I think it's B I think it's more B because okay. those people that were in the building are are uh, that that core audience let's uh, let's let's face it they're they're people who read the internet yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they can't be surprised when 50% of the signs were Kenny Omega signs tonight. So even if you went in blindsided, you're going to start asking, why is everybody bringing their Kenny Omega signs? Yeah. All right, so we get Andrade, uh, Roosh, and Dragon Lee versus the Young Bucks and their uh, mystery opponent, not so much a mystery, <laughs> returning after two... He has not been in the ring for a match in 277 days. Last match was Full Gear 2021. Uh, Kenny Omega... Um, yeah, you know, this match again, very much. I'm not going to go play by play for it, but very much what you'd expect from these six athletes. I do have to acknowledge the one spot that made me stand up out of fear where I thought there, where I thought Dragon Lee killed a kid. Yep. Um, yeah. If you missed it, uh, I'll give you the description here. They go outside to do an outside spot. Does Andrade and and and, and Roosh? They have um they have Omega. They have uh, and they and they grab the barricade. Uh, they grab the barricade and move it much closer to the ring and they prop Omega up on the barricade. And so now there's Omega prop on the barricade. There's about, you know, several feet. And then there's, then there's the, the first row of, of bodies of people. Well, of course, out of the entire row, they pick the one spot that has a younger kid and dragon Lee just comes flying and does the, the suicide dive through the middle ropes bulldozing omega but in the process catapulting himself into a kid uh sitting in the front row uh now the kid looks like he was fine he was up standing or whatever the fact that he's fine i'm sure to him it's the coolest moment in his life and 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 all of his friends are seeing it and whatever whatever but i mean look one of these times you keep doing that you're going to get a lawsuit on your, your hands. I feel mm -hmm. like I like, yeah. I, I was legit scared for a minute. I took me away from the spot. I was like, Oh my God, let me to check on the kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a, sometimes that stuff happens. Uh, unfortunately it happens when in a spot like that, it, you, you fear for the kid. Like you said, that's the, that's the main thing. Luckily he seemed to be resilient as, as most kids are. Cause if it, let me put it to you this way. If I was sitting there when that happened to me, I don't know about lawsuit, but attraction might be a, a a likely outcome for me. Well, and I find it interesting too. Like Dragon Lee, he's not a regular member of the Raw. Like, um, mm. you know, we'll even get to what happens with him after the match here in a second. So, like, I, I I have to assume he went rogue. Maybe I like I I, I there's no there's no I don't I don't think that spot was cleared is what I'm saying. I don't know mm. if that was. And we we've talked about quality control is not always there. Like we see several pull aparts, we see several this is and that, we see repeats. So. I don't know if this one particular spot in a spot heavy match of six high flyers, uh, I have to imagine somebody in the back, I hope somebody in the back when he came through said, mm -hmm. said to him and made, makes a point to the roster, nothing with and over the barricade unless it's cleared by us. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, especially, especially with CM Punk. <laughs> uh, Kenny Omega hits the one wing angel on Dragon League, gets the win. So as we expect, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega 
uh, get their first victory here in this tournament. Uh, and then after the match, Andrade turns, uh, hits his finisher on Dragon Lee. So mm -hmm. uh, just, I guess, writing, writing him right there off. Uh, overall, Issa, no surprise here in anything. Uh, you know, I mean, nobody expected Kenny Omega and the Bucks to lose. No, not at all. As soon as Kenny came back, I, I, I'm assuming they're winning this trio titles. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the matches that, that we were that we will see up, um, throughout the tournament, but I'm pretty sure they're winning. Let me ask you something. The introduction of Kenny Omega, where it already been the worst kept secret, uh, giving the paper to Justin Roberts. Do you think they should have played the music, let him come out and then have Justin Roberts read? Because I do think that Justin Roberts reading before we see Omega come out completely kind of like might have killed the mm. momentum of this mm. return and the pop that it wouldn't gotten. Because halfway through him talking, you know who's coming out and you're excited. Mm. I feel like we already built up to this surprise. Let the music hit. Let's have that moment and then let have Justin Roberts kind of go on to like read the accomplishments. Did that bother you? Because it bothered I, me a little bit. I think that I think that's fair, but I'll be honest. I think that is I think that's a critique that is a luxury of a Monday morning quarterback I think if right. you're just trying to, you're trying to picture like how's it going to go I could see I could see an argument for somebody saying let's have Justin Roberts do the big long thing and let's hope that the, that the the energy builds that did not happen I agree with you but I think it's just hard to I, I think that's just a hard one to kind of Right. I, I, I was doing, like I said, I was doing a watch along and I had a very 50-50 chat room in regards to how they felt. Some people say they hyped, they hyped them up even more while some people were thinking what I was thinking. Uh, I At first, I was a little bit concerned because he was wearing some kind of shoulder pad. He's wearing the shirt. So I mm -hmm. couldn't help but to think, I don't want Omega back unless he's 100% ready. As mm -hmm. the match went on, he did look like he was ready to come back. And maybe that's why we're putting him in a trios title. I know I've been very mm -hmm. selfish expressing to you guys how I'd rather see him in a single storyline right now. Um, fun match. I Good for that kid. That kid is a badass. Uh, Dragon Lee, he got beat the F up in this match. Like He took <laughs> all of the damage. Every time big spots were happening, they were all happening to Dragon Lee. So uh, it was it was a fun match overall, and I'm just happy to see Kenny Omega back. I just hope that he's fully healthy because I don't know that, that we see that from what we mm. saw tonight. Well, the one-winged angel did, didn't look the best uh, with right. him doing it. And, you know, I questioned kind of like you did, Issa, that you're bringing Kenny Omega back. Do you want to muddle him up in a trios thing and a trios title uh, when he could be a starter? <laughs> but then seeing him, you know, he wrestled with that brace along his shoulder, wore, wore a compression top. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe, maybe you know, rehab an injury. Maybe he hasn't gotten the gym as much as he wants. Maybe he's not. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's, maybe at his own standard, it's certainly better than mine. I think he he's, was wearing something under the shirt too. Yeah, like what I'm saying yeah. is, I don't know something. Mm -hmm. the, you know, maybe he, he's not ready to show himself shirtless. Is what I'm getting at. Right. At, at right. Kenny Omega standard. So just seeing that, and then seeing maybe the shoulder. You know, maybe it's best for him to be in a trios title uh, situation yeah. because he can have two other guys to do some lifting right now for him. Is that's kind of yeah. what I'm thinking. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, ease him back into it. But as to Issa's point, when she made that point, I I, I thought back to the beginning of the show. When the show started off and that music hit, CM Punk's music hit, that place exploded. And yes, yes, yes uh, uh, you know, like you said, Justin, we have the luxury of being Monday morning quarterbacks here after the show and that sort of thing. But at the same time, that is something that has been going on for years. You know, you hear the glass break. You hear if you smell, what, you know what I mean? Those first notes of that entrance music gets yes. people going and that would have worked there huge and big time especially in a situation like this where like you said 
a lot of people were expecting the return tonight because uh, the, one of the worst kept secrets on the planet. But at the same time, once that music hits, it, it, it carries a different tone. And that's the thing. Wrestling is all about those moments. You remember those moments. People might not remember the match at all, but you're going to remember the moment Kenny Omega came back after 200 and something days. And I feel like AEW, I, I love the idea of building this expectation. Like Kenny Omega is going to come back. We got to watch this show. CM Punk is going to debut. We got to watch this show. But it's like, okay, you already killed a little bit of the of the mystery around it. Let's at least have the moment. I, pers I know I'm nitpicking here, but I felt like the announcement from Justin Roberts did ruin a little bit of what it could have been. And I also think another moment that was killed at the fact that they won and 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 Kenny Omega was the one who won it for them. I like the fact that he he hit the the V trigger and the one winged angel and and the Bucks held the other guys so they couldn't come in and make the save and that sort of stuff. But at the same time, you had that aftermath, which is another thing they tend to want to do too much of. Why not go off the air with the hands raised of of Of, of Kenny, you know, victoriously returning Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and let that be the last thing that people see going off the air. You can do the aftermath, but then on Friday night's, you know, sure. rampage, yeah. oh, this is what happened after we went off the air on Wednesday night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that. Or, 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 or throw it to social. I mean, on AEW Twitter yeah. or something, you know, you don't, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Go, go, out, go out on your money shot. Your hero has returned. Yeah. Um, yeah, and to your and Jimmy, to your point with the production, and you know, I'm, I know you know this because that's why you bring it up. That this is that's actually one of those production things that, um, you know, we started talking about Vince. We'll kind of end talking about Vince. That's one of those production things that Vince McMahon was really good at. Vince was a uh, he emphasized for character presentations and, and, and entrances, uh, they call them in production, uh, stings. Mm -hmm. So, like when Ric Flair came to WWE after WCW was bought, obviously, we all know the 2001 Space Odyssey music. But but Vince Vince added a little sting, the woo, or you know, uh, theories music rather than just the music. You hear the eight down down. Like he loves anything that can be a a, 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 a production sting that right. signifies the character. A signature. It's a signature yeah. and, and, and that works. And on top of that, it plays with your feelings. So, you know, some of my least favorite moments that make me want to pull my hair is when I get fooled by a by a wrestler coming out to somebody else's entrance. Like, those moments drive me crazy. Like, mm. we recently just saw Kevin Owens do that with the glass break. And then he came out, you know, dressed as Stone Cold. There's there's something special about getting that moment. And I felt like it, it was taken away tonight. For mm. me, we waited 200 and something days for this. Let's just hit, let's just hit the music and hear the pop. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree on that. Uh, I'm I'm big on entrances, big on music. I mean, look, when you yeah. go to a wrestling show, I mean, especially if you're an older fan and you've seen the in-ring action before, not to diminish or belittle the in-ring action and what the guys or girls are doing, but you have seen the bumps before. You've seen that. When you go to a show every time, the entrances are still, you, you want to hear this music. You want to mm -hmm. hear this person rapping. You want to see the pyro. Like, the entrances are still so much of a, you know, I mean, I, I see people get up, go to the bathroom, or get whatever during the wrestling match. But nope, very rarely is anybody moving during mm -hmm. the entrance because that's the you know you you want to see that because that's that's got that extra yeah. bit to it. No, you're right. Uh, people forget a lot of times the the it's about the moments. Yeah, that you know memorable moments. And I mean, and, I mean, I mean, it's not half, but a, a large part of WrestleMania's formula of success is you got to see the entrance of everybody, especially with that long ramp. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and the ability to bring in guests and resources and mm -hmm. who's going to drive what vehicle to the ring, who's going to have who. Right. I mean, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's what it's all, all right. about. I hear you. 
It's what it's all about, y'all. Uh, we are just over an hour in. It's been a lot of fun uh, talking mm-hmm. AEW Dynamite. That was Dynamite uh, right there for you. Of course, next week in Cleveland. Uh, I, I've seen the chat room. I've seen I've seen some people even say it's Cleveland. Johnny Gargano is going to show up next week in <laughs> AEW. And, um, you know, of course, they were just Raw was just in Cleveland and Johnny Gargano was going to show up at that one. I, I kind of mm-hmm. thought maybe he would just all the champion yeah. stuff, but right uh not 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 to be not not, mm. not to see it happen i have i have one more nitpick to add that we didn't talk about but we did oh. have a backstage segment with warlow i never not gonna talk about warlow's segments mm. on this show with ftr and we were talking about money matches and all out and you see private parties challenging swerve and keith lee for the tag team titles who haven't been ranked until magically this week before i look at the rankings every week they were not ranked up until now right and uh and then you have ftr and warlow in one match those are two yeah. money that they, they will sell tickets they will get people mm-hmm. into the arena why don't you have warlow um defending his title on a single match and ftr finally going for this tag titles like why are we not letting ftr challenge for this tag titles like it makes mm-hmm. no sense to me that you have three of your biggest acts together instead of putting them in individual matches that people will want to see more i don't care about this match as much as i would if they were going in a different direction with them it's like they're admitting now a month out they're gonna be in a time crunch in that pay-per-view or something mm-hmm. uh, i mean I, I i do agree with you like i i mean i think the thought probably is so it's those those three ftr and Wardlow up against uh sanya jay lethal and that satin i'm saying i do think it's probably to set up a big moment like a Wardlow trying to powerbomb sing you know maybe they get them maybe ftr gets them propped mm-hmm. up teeter-tottering on the top rope and war that's how they get warlow gets them up they're probably setting up for a big viral moment like that but i i do agree from a business standpoint isa warlow has been one of your most organic homegrown naturally just uh, he, he he's getting comparisons to goldberg he's getting the backstage walk and entrance he's getting the mm-hmm. the warlow chance uh, put him in a singles match for this show i i, I do agree with that um yeah yeah. The TNT this, title is slowly becoming the Intercontinental Championship. It has not been defended on pay-per-views in a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do agree. I, I don't that that again. We'll, let it, play, in, we'll let it play out. They're they're going in reverse. It seems like because they seem to be elevating the IC and US type championships. Yeah, and the TBS championship is getting uh, anyway. Yeah, and just we'll like nitpicking, nitpicking yep. night for let me. Play Sorry, but I, I I thought it was a fun show though. I enjoyed tonight's oh, episode of Dynamite. It, well, yeah, no, a, I, a podcast that doesn't nitpick is just a a a, a, a shill fest. I mean, that's what we're here yeah, to do. Right. We're here. We're here to mm-hmm. you know acknowledge what was good, give our own opinions of 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 alternate possibilities and bookings, but nitpick exactly. as well because that's that's again. Otherwise, why the hell tune in? We we can all right. we can all just say everything was great. <laughs> we'll just yeah, move on. Not, not everybody can be the Canadian heat magnet, but whatever. Canadian heat magnet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, somebody no. somebody in the chat room already accused me and said, Hey, are you still working for WWE getting a paycheck or something like that? Um, <laughs> I saw uh, that. Oh, yeah, he is. Know, Jimmy like, Show Jimmy, Jimmy Show me. He's got a big paycheck uh by WWE. Uh, yeah. actually uh Paul was just on the on the in our sound check earlier. He said, Jimmy, make sure you stick it to AEW. I saw all this happen. Oh, it yeah. Happened, you know. Oh yeah. Full, <laughs> full disclosure. <laughs> Paul Levesque came on and said, Jimmy, stick it to him. You know, yeah. Kevin Dunn popped up and said, make sure you really critique the camera work that's going on. There. Yeah, especially. <laughs> so he, he came out and he said, Corduroy, you better do it. He did. It all happened. It all yeah. happened. Um, I always love that. I've been accused of, of, of having a paycheck for every single which person. And I'm always like, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I got as many paychecks as you all talked about, mm-hmm. I ain't podcasting. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, no kidding. Thank you. <laughs> if, I got, if, I, if, I, if I got Stanford and Jacksonville Jaguar paychecks coming, I ain't podcasting. Can I? Uh, j- and just out of curiosity, if I was still getting a paycheck from WWE, would I be allowed to not do podcast on here? Well, of course, of, of course, you'd be a secret agent. You know, you're not. Uh, you're, you're not on the books. You're, you're, oh, you're, you're coming out of the Vince Hush Money Fund. Double secret agent. There we go. <laughs> Hey, hey, oh yeah, I'll Wall be in the, I'll be in the next Wall Street Wall Journal Street Journal investigation. Vince yeah. has an unspoken for three million dollar payment to to Dimitri Corderas. Three, three. Hey, somebody owes me some money. <laughs> oh boy, and, and and here's the bad part: there are some people that are going to catch bits of this and miss the sarcasm. <laughs> exactly, miss the sarcasm. They're going to go over your bald head. They're going to go over my bald head. And they're going to go over Issa's uh, ears. It's it's, 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 going to miss it all. Exactly. Way over. All right. uh, It's been a lot of fun, as it always is on Wednesday night. Next Wednesday, I feel like it's going to be a lot of fun. I feel like we're going to have no shortage of debating next Mm -hmm. Wednesday based on what happens. Uh, Again, Mm -hmm. make sure you subscribe, like, do all the things. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Tweet any of us. I already got a tweet a second ago uh, uh, putting over uh, Johnny Bronx 23, uh, tweeting about uh, Jimmy and myself and dylan's i think oh no dylan's tweeting uh me me picture me me video of isa putting on her her uh scarf so hit us all up tweet at all of us let us know what you like about the podcast what do you agree with what do you disagree with where in the world are you carmen san diego when you're watching or listening to this podcast always love to know that uh boys and girls put over uh do do your shilling for your brands isa what's going on you guys can find me on YouTube and YCD Mediva. I've been doing wash alongs for most shows. Uh, you can also find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and also Lucia Libre Online for all of my interviews with some of the talent. Very good. Jimmy, where are you ranting? Well, I'm ranting on all my social media pages. You can find them out there where I do my daily ref and rants Monday through Friday. And again, it's it maybe a little bit nitpicky and critiquing, but it's not because I dislike something. I just want stuff to be better. That's all. <laughs> And who knows, you can see me here on Wednesday nights and Monday nights. This this Monday, uh, I'm not sure yet because Raw is in Toronto. And uh, I know this weekend I've been in contact with some old buddies and we're going to try and get together and do some stuff uh, and get to see each other. But uh, whether that translates into going live on Monday night, I don't know yet. But uh, <laughs> uh, we, we shall see. And if I end up there, I don't know if I can make it back here in time to... I'll pinch hit for Jimmy. If necessary. Well, if necessary, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> All right, let's do a uh, last call. Oh, last call for alcohol, y'all. We got uh, King Tito, Vince Payne, Jimmy to stay quiet. Chris Aldris, he's uh, watching Iowa. Mm. Uh, Rocky, nice being here. Uh, you guys are good on the reviews. Thank you very much. Dylan, who just sent me that tweet, he he ain't the gift king for nothing. <laughs> Wayne loves Jimmy's rants. Oh, uh, Bernie you. with a little selfless plug. CCW Saturday night in Lancaster, PA, RVD, Alberto Patron, Santino, Dango, oh. all in action. Well, that cool. looks good. Cool. Uh, Mitch, great show tonight, y'all. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> people will be leak Vince nude pictures, too. Oh, wow. I don't think so. Wow. Uh, anything else could we have here? Jimmy's going to the pay window, daddy. If you will. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. Uh, con versus con. Ha, ha, ha. Haven't heard con. that Oh, sorry. Con. Not that con. Anyway. Uh, anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Uh, Dylan says nitpicky. So 
Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, all kinds of great stuff. Really appreciate it. Love, love you guys doing all the all the chat and all the supporting. Uh, again, like, subscribe, comment, do what you got to do. Follow me at Justin Labar uh, on there, and we will be back. Uh, I'll be back at least next Monday, but we have many more podcasts here on Wrestling before that. Make sure you hit subscribe. You won't miss a thing. Be safe. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye.